to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined as always by my brother Keenan. Keenan, how you doing today? Halliburton's that dude, man. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. That was that was a really, really good game. And then Monday or yeah, Monday also was Tuesday also was a really good game too. I was it's been it's been fun so far. It's been fun so far. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fun week. I've enjoyed it. I've got a lot of thoughts on this tournament. I can't wait to talk about it. Um, but it's been fun, especially the semifinals. I love the atmosphere that Vegas has created so far. Uh, I thought we were going to get a tone down on the courts, but we didn't. But that's no, fine. Actually, this, this court was a little better than some, but I'm loving it so far. I really am. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, what's been your highlight so far? So it's got to be Halliburton, right? It Not is. To cut you off, it's but it's got to be Halliburton no, so it's, far. It's it. There's no other. There shouldn't be, as of right this moment, another bigger one. There's other takeaways for sure, because obviously there's been multiple games. But just to paint the picture, just to paint the picture for everybody, not to cut you off here, but we we are recording before the Laker Pelicans game and right after the Milwaukee Bucks losing to the Indiana Pacers. So we're right in between games here. So as of before the the second game, second semifinal game, it's got to be Halliburton. Yeah, we haven't seen like what if LeBron puts up 40 or or something like that. So. This is happening. You guys will know when you see this what the final is. We have no idea what the final is on the Western side. But back to it. So we know that I did my player ranking at the end of the playoffs last year. Tyrese Halliburton single-handedly has made me go through and start another one that I'm going to get out by Christmas. Let that alone. So that's kind of watching him. I said 30 and 20 for him. He's dabbled right he's trying to get there for me he's really trying to get that 30 20 game right now and he's doing it with no turnovers either like it's chris paul at like even higher like score higher scoring volume so it's crazy he's on another level right now um has to be obviously top 20 has to be right now in top 15 he's playing top 10 basketball if you would keep him there obviously with the whole league you can't just base it off of this first 20 game sample so far but He's clearly playing top five basketball in the league right now, of course. Touchdown Zeke. But yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah, we got Keaton's got the uh, Steelers Patriots game on right now. I actually don't. I uh, I am avoiding this game at least till after the podcast just because, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, we got seven. That's I'm not going to lie. If you would have told me we didn't score until the second half, I'd believe you. Or if you would have told me we didn't score, points. yeah, I would have believed yeah, you. Exactly. But, yeah. but I mean, we're, um, we got to get points at some point. And, uh, yeah, I'm just I'm hey. just checking into the game real quick while we're here. It's got over on the side on the iPad. Um, the game, if we do happen to run into the time of the start of the Pelicans Lakers, I've got that on the TV behind. We, we've got a whole. This is Buffalo Wild Wings with the TVs. We've got <laughs> set up here in the podcast room, so we're ready. But yeah, Halliburton's been a dog. And what I was thinking the entire game was, this Pacers team doesn't have enough to win a championship. But God, could they give somebody a run? And man, do I wish they had one more player to fit in with the fun. Like that's, like I just want one more nice wing to fit in with the fun. I, I doesn't have to be anyone phenomenal, but obviously, if you could get someone phenomenal, like not that you could pull off a trade for this, but obviously, this is just playing in around the air. But I think Anthony Edwards would fit that like team style and dynamic perfectly. Obviously. 
you can't get Anthony. It's Anthony Edwards, but like just that kind of player, I think would fit that team perfect because they're fun. The way they're like TJ McConnell uh, forced that turnover by campaign. The entire bench is acting as if someone just got dunked on. And I was like, okay, this is team's <laughs> just this team's just fun. <laughs> like this team's they having, are a very fun team. They're just having a good time playing basketball, and that's all you can ask for for a team. So whoever gets them in the playoffs, because I think they're going to be getting there, obviously, but. Say we'll stay short term right now because we don't need to jump that far. They're just gonna be a fun team to track. I'll let you go before I have my other points. Yeah, I believe that they will make the playoffs. I believe just how far they've come in this tournament and how well they're performing. I think Reggie Miller said it like it's a confidence booster. So I believe they'll at least be a play in fringe playoff team, right? Uh, and Mm -hmm. like you said, Halliburton right now is playing top five. Um, I want to apologize. Not that he's going to hear this necessarily, but Adam Silver, he might be a genius. And he might be onto something. I'll allude to that later. But okay. to me, there's method to the madness. To yep. me, there's method to the the ugly courts, the ugly jerseys, and it being deliberately called the in-season tournament. Um, okay. I think, I mean, obviously he's marketing to like the next generation and then the general public in general, right? Yep. So... Yeah, he's doing something really flashy. It's like if you were driving down the road and you saw a store or a house that was just had everything lit up, right? You'd, mm-hmm. you'd at least stop and say, what the hell is that? And I think that's what he's doing here with all this just outwardness, that's in-your-faceness. Fair. Like, does that does that make sense here? Yeah, because, like, I mean, if you're... As so, a marketer, at right, least. So right now, obviously, people watch hockey, but that's whatever. Like whoever watches hockey is a niche hockey fan. But mm. really, you're competing with college football because obviously, right now is the college football playoff time, so like that matters. Not the specific time, but like college football matters right now. And you're competing with the NFL, which is obviously the biggest sport in the United States. So if you're going down in a regular neighborhood. And like you have like your regular white houses, your gray houses, like your light blue. And then you just see this bright yellow house. You're going to inquire about that house. You're going to be like, why is that house not even bright just, yellow? Not even just bright yellow, but it could have like, who knows what the hell. Like it just might be like bright lights, dime, like all kinds yeah, of shit. Just say, everything just you like, can think like, of on it. That's what this like, just smacked my mind. Just mic. showing out to a, such a high extreme to where you have to sit there and not just look like, oh, that's weird. You have to like look at it and like at least inquire, like look up, like why is this house like this? Because I then, think I think to us, Keenan, as basketball fans, it looks crazy to us to see, yeah, these weird ass courts with these weird ass jerseys. But yeah, the first time I saw it, it was like this again. Two K. I'm twelve years old. I'm building a court. That's I'm like, what it looks I think, like. I think it's cool to have a blue court, but it's but it's really like. I'm 26 now. It's not aesthetically pleasing, but what it is is it's eye opening and it is eye catching. So, but like if I you're scrolling through, doing. you're scrolling through and you see that court, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" At yeah. least, at the least, is you're gonna stop and yes. say, "What the hell is that?" And then make your decision after. Yes, um, I'm interested to hear what other points you have before I go with my larger view on this. So, it's one more Pacers point because they're obviously the team that's most prominent on my mind. Last thing I saw. Mm-hmm. Say the Lakers beat the Pelicans, which is very possible, and the Pacers win it all. Mm-hmm. They went through Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, and the Celtics, which is arguably the best team in the East. Then they went by Giannis and Dame, the second best team in the East. And then they went by LeBron and Anthony Davis, arguably a top three to four team in the West right now. Obviously, it's it's still fluctuating. The West is like a, 
but you went by LeBron and Anthony Davis. I understand they're one game, but it's a picture like they're all game sevens. They're winner take all. People care about them. That's that alone's confidence. Like, okay, we went here and we did that. We went here and did that. We went here and did that. That's alone confidence. So that's the thing with the Pacers. They can complete this, and I think it'd be better for them to beat the Lakers than it would be the Pelicans. Either way, it'd be phenomenal for them to be the first ever champion of the in-season tournament. But if they beat LeBron in that too, I think that gives an added little bonus too. Sure. And you know what? That touches again to the genius of Adam Silver here. The reason Mm why. Uh, This really isn't any different to early season NBA basketball, especially what happened in the quarterfinal. That was a home game Mm -hmm. for the Pacers and they caught the Celtics. Not out of the usual. Even tonight's game. That might happen on a given Wednesday where Halliburton and Giannis and Dame have big games against each other. No one's watching, though. No one's going to watch that specific game. So I think it brings eyes to the game in a beautiful way. Um, And it's just, it is too early, but like, that's perfect. That's when you're going to get a team like the Pacers to go against the Lakers like this is early season, not necessarily February when maybe the Pacers have an injury or when the Lakers have it more together. There we go. There we go. Um, Unless there's a flag on the play, maybe. Sorry. But um, I'm just just going to keep doing I got to set. I think I started them. I got to make sure I started them. I'm going to keep giving random little things. I think it was a penalty on the Patriots um, first down. Uh, Good thing you said but, that because, yeah. Yeah, it was then JC Jackson had, I think, maybe defensive holding or passing it for something. But I'm going to keep giving little weird, just random shout out if I something did start them. I'm, I'm up 15 0 right now just because of the Pats. So, yep. Okay. We like <laughs> there it. There we go. We like it. Yeah, it was a little holding. But, uh, okay, anyways, going with Adam Silver actually being a genius and us hating on him for no reason. No, yeah, I mean, I just – this is no different than what happens in November and December basketball in the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. You're just slapping tournament on it. And like I said, signing, shining all the, the crazy things to get attention to the game. And then when you put the actual product in a semifinal format, an AAU format, you're going to get the best out of the best players at the least. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keenan, I mean, I'll get to my larger point here. I'll cut to the chase already. I want more tournaments. Why stop here? Why not? We hear all the time, like, how different AAU culture has made the NBA and how it's different yeah. between the European game and such and the international game in general. Well, why not lean into American basketball culture and just make it three tournaments? Don't get too wild to make it six, but have this tournament, have one on All-Star Weekend, and have, you know, the NBA championship. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have three. I was going to say, as you're counting the playoffs as the uh, as another tournament, then I completely agree with you. I think having one now, giving them the month, the rest of December into a little bit of January to kind of, like, go through whatever. And then, um, like, obviously, I'm going I'm going with your point, and I'm kind of taking it a little step further. Replace the All-Star game with the championship game. Definitely. Whatever whatever it is, just replace the All-Star game with the championship game. You can keep picking the city. Friday night, you don't have no basketball on Friday. You have no basketball on Saturday. Friday is your uh, rookie, sophomore, international, or whatever you want to call it, and whatever variation of it you want to do, your celebrity All-Star game, you can keep that. Saturday, you have your, I think you should add a three-on-three. I think that would be great. But obviously, that's our want. Even so, you still have your skills challenge, three-point shooting contest, your dunk contest. And then on Sunday, you make sure everything ends on Thursday. 
like the championship games are ended on Thursday, like the quarterfinals, I mean semifinals. On Sunday, whatever championship teams are there, you have them. That's what I would do. I think that's interesting. I'll take it a step further from that, Keaton. Not really. Okay. It's more an alter. Uh, keep it exactly how you just said it, but also keep the the dunk contest and the three point contest. I think there's a way you could factor that in, and I think that would. Wait, almost what do you bring... mean keep it? So like keep the Saturday, keep the event on Saturday. No, no, that's what. Oh, sorry. If I if I misconstrued that, that's what I meant. Like you have your All Star Friday night the same, All Star Saturday night ah, the same, okay, and then okay, All Star okay. and All Star Sunday. Just completely wipe out the All Star game because no one seems to care about it, regardless. And do tournament, and then and then just have that tournament and be and be done with it. I think that that would be I would enjoy that more because at least I know there's going to be meaningful basketball played by two good teams. Because regardless, it's either a really good two really good teams or a team that's good that got hot. Like the Pacers, I think are a good team that got hot at the right time and they're playing really fun basketball. So the Pacers playing the Pacers Pelicans on all-star weekend on that Sunday for the in season for the second tournament championship, all-star weekend tournament champion. I'm here for it. I'm here. I'm here for that. So I agree with you. I think having three tournaments, if you're including the NBA, the actual NBA playoffs would be perfect because it'd give a lot more to the NBA and it's innovative. So I agree. Yeah. And I think the other genius aspect of it is like, I've told you like how, toxic nba twitter and just how social media with the nba is like you can't have a conversation about even someone like halliburton someone who's as fun as him there's gonna be it's not gonna be as much right now because he's still early in his career but eventually it's gonna be like okay what the fuck's he done you know what i mean and that's kind of where the the tournament negates that the more tournaments you have you're feeding into the legacy talk you want legacies? Okay, we can find out in the early season tournament and hopefully eventually the midseason tournament and then the NBA finals. Uh, truly, honestly, I think if the NBA wanted to, they should lean all the way into it and do like six tournaments. I don't think that'll ever happen. Uh, I think there's the no way you can. Perfect. I think if you're in the playoffs. Three's perfect. The, three's the only way they could truly perfect. honestly do it. I think it's perfect. That's the only way they could honestly do it. But if you want to make that whole regular season matter, uh, you would. Maybe you'd need three, four, or five. But I, to me, three is the perfect number, especially with the 82-game season. But, hey, they're leaning into the toxicity on the internet um, and just leaning into the culture. It just reminded me so much of AAU. And, uh, you know, it's in Vegas with a neutral crowd, and the crowd genuinely seemed to love hoops. It wasn't like the All-Star Weekend yeah. where you're going to get mostly just, like, basketball tourists, to say, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to get well, because, pure yeah, fans. Yeah, because you have it's a different obviously there's still a lot of money it's vegas but there's still a different level of money for all-star weekend like it's just like an up a little bit higher so and people are more there for the spectacle too like a oh my god this is here like this is going on this weekend this is here the only reason why you're in vegas is to watch two competitive teams play basketball for something mm-hmm. so i completely I didn't think about that, but I completely agree with you. I think that three would be perfect. And because imagine this Luka Doncic, say they miss the playoffs this year and next year there's an in season, like two in season tournaments. What if he runs the table on all of them? Like he wins the finals, but wins the in season tournament and wins the second term. People would walk out of that saying he might be the best player in the league just from that run. Well, that's because you'd be like, so like it adds to the, I was going to say it adds to that legacy because someone like, someone who flames out a little bit or even so 
let me take a new player that's that kind of already has a legacy. James Harden. Say he goes like next year, they went on an in-season tournament run. He made big plays down the stretch, hit a game winner there, hit a game winner or something, won that in-season tournament, won the in-season tournament MVP, and then got the mid-season one per se and did the same thing. Not that it's going to completely change the narrative on he can't perform in the playoffs, but people would be like, well, maybe he's coming around as like a big-time performer. These games matter, and he's play- he's coming up in the clutch. Not saying, like, obviously it's not the same as the playoffs, of course, but it does add a little bit more because you can – then arguments can be had about, like, yeah, but he, the in-season tournament that clearly matters, he hit game winners here, he won this one, he was the MVP of that, so obviously he's progressing or something, like – it adds like a little bit of conversation to it, like you were saying. Yeah. Well, it's almost, again, it's more so in line with the culture. It's not even that if it matters or not, it's that the regular season itself doesn't matter so much that you got to find a way to incentivize it. Like I can, mm-hmm. I bet, all right, let's take the 2016 Warriors. In our hypothetical yeah. setting, Keenan, they would have won all three, right? Because like, yeah. you know, obviously it took everything LeBron and Kyrie had to take them on. And I could argue that seven. if Draymond doesn't get suspended game five, they win that game. Right. right. Like they, they play that series most of the time. They're winning that series probably in six or seven most of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they went 73 and nine. Okay. So teams like <laughs> that, they're going to win. They have a chance to at least three P in season, hypothetically. Yeah. Whereas yep. most NBA seasons, it's going to be like this where you can catch the Bucks early. I guarantee you the Pacers aren't beating the Bucks in a series after 82 games. Right. Mm-hmm. But only certain teams and players are taking that the regular season series to where they're playing from what October to June or to even April, just like that series. You're getting a lot of players who are playing 50, 60 games who are important. So it just gives you more certainty of what's going on in the season. That gives you more concreteness because, man, yeah, you get a few stars that are playing 70, 80 games, but a lot of them are 65 and below. And it's just uncertainty. You can't say for certain, okay. If you, unless you're watching every game, which not everyone is as much. I mean, I know I'm not, right? So I'm speaking mm-hmm. for myself here, I guess. But it's hard for me to keep up with the league more so than it was six years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. With tournament style, it's it's a lot easier. It gives you a lot more certainty. It gives you more incentive to play if you're a player. And look, it just it would capture the ebbs and flows of the season. Because, yes, yeah, a team yeah. like the Pacers should win this early. They've been playing well. But... February might be a little different. You might get that might be Lakers time in April mm-hmm. and June. That's when the big dogs come out. So yeah, so it would just give the, more certainty, and it would sorry to keep talking over, but it would no, give more good, certainty, good. and it would just fit with the American culture more. Just give us more tournaments because that's where basketball culture is, and you know the old model. It's hard to evaluate players by the old model now. So that's just my Absolutely. takeaway: is we need more tournaments. Absolutely, and so like. La- like if they would have started this last year, I think someone like Lori Markinen could be even a bigger name right now because the jazz started off hot last year. They mm-hmm. could have won like right now at this point, they were like the two seed. Obviously they fell out, but like, and someone like Lori could have given you a 30 and 10 against Jokic. And that adds, I mean, he already was an all-star starter, but like that adds to like the public perception of it. Like right now, obviously if there was no in-season tournament and Halliburton just did exactly what he just did against the Celtics and then against the Bucks, it'd be nothing. In the same way, it would be like a man. We really got to start talking about Halliburton. Like he's pre- he's a really good player. Like, exactly. uh, I think we got we got to talk about him, but he's still not Dame. He's still not Steph. He's still not 
Like, I'm not even sure if he's De'Aaron Fox or Shea Gilgis because obviously we saw De'Aaron Fox in the playoff last year, most clutch player that matters too. Now it's like Lillard Halliburton. Like people, like not that even is a conversation for me personally. I think I still have Lillard above him. Obviously you need to get more to just leapfrog. But for some people it's going to be like same court. Did you see the better player? <laughs> like, Cause that's how fandom works is these days. Yeah, well, so like, I mean, yeah, I'll change it. Exactly. I mean, it, it went from because that is what the conversation is. Halliburton's there with everybody. He's he's right there. He's been playing top ten easily these first what six to eight 20, weeks. Twenty twenty two games ish, roughly around there now. However much we're in, he he's every bit of that, and he's definitely outplaying Dame early on the season. Uh, you yeah. could you could argue he's outplaying basically every point guard aside from Steph. He's certainly the best pure point guard, right? And mm-hmm. like you said, now you put a tournament on it. Now you got a name and a face with it. Now it's not just the real hoop heads, the ones who are really following the sport who are talking about it. Now you're going to get national media talking about it in the same way you would maybe like a March Madness. Yes. Right? No one let him put 30 and 15 basketball. against LeBron up. Let him just let let LeBron win and put up 30 and 15, have a signature play against LeBron. Let that happen. His name will be even like, he might be talking like instant MV. Like Mike Breen was already like, he didn't want to allude to it early, but like he was like, maybe if the Pacers keep winning, Halliburton's got to be an MVP talks. We're not talking about this without the in-season tournament. I'm sorry. Like we just aren't. Not this it early okay. anyway. Not this, not this early. Obviously 55 games in, if they have a big game on ESPN and the Pacers are 30 and 20 or something like that, or 35 and 20 or something like that, then yeah, of course. But 20 games in that's that's a you know, Steph conversation that's a Luka conversation you know that's a funny? Jokic conversation it's not a Halliburton conversation without what, the tournament but now it is what's funny about that is I feel like by now usually people are trying to throw out NBA names already and I'm always like it's too quick let's wait till about the all-star break to even have that yeah. conversation same way um, with, same with footballs thank wait until Thanksgiving wait until like Thanksgiving, yeah, Thanksgiving Wait until All Star break, then we can start. Th- then sixty percent of the seasons have been played on both sides. We can start talking about who's been the best for it. I don't want to talk about who's the best twenty percent of the season in. Like I don't need to know the MVP. I mean, the MVP week four in the NFL was once Brock Purdy, and then it went to Joe Burrow, then it went to Dak, then it went to Jalen Hurts. Now it's back to Dak and J- J- Brock Purdy, and like. Don't get me started. We can start Don't having this started. conversation we'll, now. We'll wait till uh, we'll wait till Timmy gets on here for me to <laughs> talk about that. We can start this conversation now. But I mean, look, I mean, obviously, I say this all the time. Like, I don't. I don't watch ESPN, so I don't know if they've talked MVP, but I haven't seen even people talk MVP on mine. I haven't seen it unless it's like unless they're talking about Jokic, who should be the front runner because he's just insane right now, still doing what he does. But. Yeah, hey, it br- it's brought a lot of excitement. I want one more tournament, hopefully within the next two years. And if yes. you want just my slight prediction, it would be that, I mean, before I said that it, this tournament's going to overtake All-Star Weekend altogether, uh, my new prediction will be that exactly what we just talked about, that eventually maybe it'll be three tournaments, if they're smart. I don't want to make it sound like I'm smarter than who's at the league right now, but you t- come on, you would watch that in a second. Listen, I, haven't, I haven't been this glued to the NBA like this, this early, in quite a while. Ben, since it's literally, and I know we reference this year a lot, but I've been thinking it's literally 2016. It's the best year of all. Like if like 2016 to 17 
has everything you could ever want. Albums, like music-wise, it has everything. You had SZA, you had Beyonce, Lemonade, you had Drake, Kendrick came out right in the early 2017. The before, like, the big, before KD big era, as far as yeah, the big, NBA Yeah, Big Sean had I Decide, like literally, but like 2016, obviously, because Steph made you glued to the TV. And then that made you like, oh, wow, the Spurs, low-key 66 wins, what? And then you're like, oh, what's LeBron going to do with this Steph? Is, like, is Steph the face of the league now? Is it LeBron? Is this the best MVP season we've ever seen? Kyrie's doing things over here. Oh, can Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook unseat this Warriors team? And then obviously Steph has to shot her around the world, and we're like, what can't this guy do? He might be the GOAT after his, like, after he's done his career. Like, obviously, like, this season, that season was just so great. And then, as we've always said, it was leading into, like, without Kevin Durant going to the Warriors, even though I feel like I've now witnessed the greatest team never play, but that's obviously a conversation for another day, or at least the most talented team that's ever been put together, if you want to not say the greatest. We never know. We Like, if Kevin Durant just stays with Westbrook, Curry, they they reload a little bit. Maybe they tool Harrison Barnes for like a Chris Middleton style Chris Middleton style player. Maybe upgrade there a little bit. LeBron and Kyrie run it back. Now Kawhi, like we got something now, but and then we just <laughs> we watched them waltzed with a sixteen and one playoff record and only lost in Game Four of the NBA Finals because the Cavs made like twenty three threes. But right, whatever. I- I mean, whatever. Sure, if we want to wax poetically about 2017, if we want to call him the greatest, sure. I mean, it's like no shit. If you add any top 20 player to that team, that 17, 73 and 9 team, yeah, you're going to get like, the same hey, result. But especially if you add KD or LeBron, like that's, yeah, that would that's like, what we're add, saying. Hey, let's add Hakeem Olajuwon to the 72 and 10 Bulls. Exactly. You're like, okay, what's going, like, what are we supposed to do with that? They already went 72 and 10. The only difference is they obviously won in six and the cat, the uh, Warriors lost to Cavs in seven. But like, it's just. So I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, yeah, it's the greatest, but it's like, do I have fond memories of it? No, it's cool. <laughs> but I can see, ideally, I can see that kind of basketball at all-star games. That doesn't happen anymore. But yeah. so I see what you're saying, but it's more pure when it's when it's not. Oh, I mean, don't even get me started. Oh, don't, the 2016, t- the 2016 run, the 73 and nine was more fun to watch than the 2017 run when they were 67 and 15. Don't like I understand. And I completely agree with you. We I'm don't get this tournament we, without the 2017 Warriors. I can make that whole argument. The whole that, league, everything changed after 20, that 20, summer of 2016. Tw- again, 2016. I mean, summer 16, as Drake said. Looking for revenge all summer 16. Like, whatever. But, yeah, okay. The last thing I did want to mention, speaking, we were talking about LeBron a little bit. LeBron, in game one, he still was the best player on the floor. And this is where we were talking about best players, like, last year when we were talking about the list. And I was like, I completely understand why for a season, you might go Tatum, you might go Embiid, you might go whomever. But if you're telling me one game or one series all healthy, I'm still taking LeBron over everyone that's not named Jokic, Curry, or Giannis. Not in that order. So you'd put him as a top five player then? He's a top. He's to me. He's four. He was four last year. He's still four. Like I really, really, it's Curry has gotten to the point where he's kind of like LeBron, where like no one wants to obviously see him. Giannis is just such a freak, and Jokic is Jokic. Like he has to be the best player in the league right now with what he's doing. He's literally put the league on cheat code. So 
those three, other than those three, you can't, you can have an argument with me about somebody, maybe Kevin Durant, maybe Luca, depending on Embiid, maybe Tatum, but like I'm having LeBron at four. I might put Luca ahead of that. Luca, Luca had a goddamn triple double in the first half last night. Twenty nine point triple double in the first half. So you know what? I'm not see again. I'm not even like heavily arguing against you. It's just for me. If I have one, if I'm like one game, like this certain this tournament. If I'm drafting players for this tournament, LeBron would be the fourth overall player for me, and then Luca would probably be five. I'd have it flip, but I'm I'm more I more or less agree with you. Top ten regular season, LeBron's borderline you know what i mean he's in the yeah. 8 to 10 range maybe yeah maybe in the 12 range depending mm-hmm. how you're ranking it but tournament time yeah yeah lebron's obviously can't be lower than six at this point if you want to dock could, him a little bit for being older but no there's nothing you can trick lebron with there's nothing he hasn't seen uh and then yeah it's the Giannis, same way with brady late brady was like you could say mahomes is better at the point rogers was better but like when it came to playoff time was there really a quarterback that you wanted more it's like, okay, I get it. But like, obviously, like you right now, regular season wise, I would take Shea over LeBron. Like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get the production, but I'm also going to get more health. But obviously, playoff time, LeBron, again, been there, done that. I'm taking LeBron over everyone other than the three I already named. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. Again, I'd flip the other two. Him and then, you know what? That's fine. And Embiid right now, the way Embiid's playing, I couldn't pick him. I could never pick him over LeBron because Embiid's postseason success is is nothing but Embiid is balling out of his mind i mean he That's had 50 what 12 and 7 last night or some yeah. shit at a couple blocks yeah, and he's just like, sadly against the wizards but yeah <laughs> hey that's what you gotta do <laughs> hey, against the wizards it's, it's still a that's dallas blowing out the bad teams like you still gotta play and you still gotta blow them out so like kudos to him like i'm not taking anything away and you're right and when it comes to the regular season over the last three years he's easily a top three player honestly you could argue one you could try to make an argument for one. I would put Jokic, then probably Embiid, then Giannis for like just regular season. But any one of those three, you could give me an argument for one and I could listen because they've all been fake. But it's just been Embiid, playoff-wise, there's just been so, too many games as of late where you remember you're like, ah, it's good but not there. Game seven in Boston's like, oh. But he's Can't doing, have that. He's doing exactly what you're supposed to do after that, and that's come out killing in the Absolutely. regular season. And uh, we haven't heard him say anything about James Harden, to my knowledge, anywhere, or anything regarding that situation. He just came out in a hoop. Absolutely. The only just thing he said them. was, only thing he's really said was this team has more continuity. That was for it. Sure. Like, for sure. And it's but, fine. Like, that's a fine comment. Like, if you're throwing a little slander at James Harden, good. I don't care. That's he just honesty. That's just honesty. This team, like, cares. Like, this team is better without James Harden than it was with Tyrese Maxey gets to shine more. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton get not Halliburton, sorry Tyrese <laughs> Max. <laughs> Tyrese Maxey, I know Tyrese Maxey has getting to shine more, and Tobias Harris gets to step into his third role. Is what I was trying to say. Halliburton, the THs threw me off, but so you just get all of that kind of in line. I think the Sixers look like a. They can make it to the conference finals better this year than they could have last year with Harden, just because Harden's very. I mean, they were basically there. They were basically there. All they had to do was kill off the Celtics with two minutes to go. I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, look, if James Harden just breathes, him and Embiid, if they just 
would have ended the Celtics and not clammed up with two minutes left. Uh, and if yeah. Harden, if Harden just was a good teammate this year, you, I mean, I think they'd have the same amount of chances. In this case, it's an addition by subtraction with the, uh, with the mental side of things of how good of a teammate James Harden is. Oh, yeah. Basketball wise, I'd say they're about the same just because they added more defensive versatility. Um, Clippers are just much worse. It sucks. I feel so bad for Westbrook just because I feel like Westbrook really was making an impact in on that uh, in the short time that team was together before they traded for Harden. Now they just don't fit. I mean, I can't imagine. It was the first time he really felt. He re- it was the first time, like, for me, he really felt like he had a home since he left the Thunder. Not that he, like, on the Rockets, he was, like, battling kind of back and forth with, obviously, Harden. Then the Wizards stint was cool, but, like, they weren't really playing for anything. So he was just doing his thing, but, like, it was almost semi-meaningless just because they weren't going to get anywhere. Then, obviously, he got to the Lakers, and it was like, I'm going to try to fit, but it didn't end up fitting. And then he finally got to the Clippers, and then he finally got to the Clippers, and something I was like, this might work okay. It's gonna be cool because he's gonna give him energy, and if Kawhi or Paul George miss time, he's gonna be there. But it really, he really fit that team, and then now you just throw Harden into it, and like his role completely becomes wonky. And that whole, I don't like that group. I still don't like it. Like they might figure it out because they're good basketball players, they're cool, they're fun, but like I don't enjoy that grouping not yet and I, they just can't guard anybody that's what sucks and no. it, i don't know i hope westbrook honestly ends up with like miami i really do i feel like that would be a good fit for him um, i would i would like that i, I would think, like that a lot i think they would suit him just somewhere that wants him because he's actually like playing to win and i can't always say the same thing about james harden not accusing him of not playing to win but sometimes it just seems like he's not interested in it but, yeah no absolutely no, I mean, I love this tournament. I can't wait for game two. I'm loving what I'm seeing so far. Cannot wait for the finals. Uh, shit, I don't know about you, Keenan, but I might have to make my way to Vegas in the second weekend of December if that's what it's going to be annually. I might have to make my way for the second annual in-season tournament. Listen, and listen, uh, we, I'll, I'll shoot a Warner Brothers podcast from inside Vegas if we can. Like, <laughs> inside like Vegas. If we can, in, if we can get to inside the stadium the inside, like – like I'll sit courtside next to Breen and we can get this going. Like that's cool with me. <laughs> I'm chilling with that. But we, uh, is there any, I was gonna say, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? I know we're going to talk football real quick. So I don't know if you want to segue into that or yeah, if just, anything uh, yeah, just, with. just more praise for the, for the in season tournament. I love what I'm seeing. And I really do just give us more, give us more tournaments. If we can yes. get to three on all-star weekend, that would be amazing. But yeah, segue to football. Seven three, uh, just for the sake of picks, Keenan, I would have picked a team. I didn't choose earlier. I didn't choose, but I was gonna settle. Sadly, this is depressing. I was gonna pick the Patriots for like the third straight week. I have no business picking the Patriots in three straight games, and my score would have been ten to seven. So three more points for the Pats because they got seven, and then uh, yeah. If, well, I guess they can't get seven, the Steelers. So maybe two we'll sta- get a, two safeties. Maybe we'll get a yeah, we can get two safeties, which don't rule it out against the Pats. No, I'm not ruling it out. So really not. maybe we'll get ten to six or ten to nine. But my official prediction would have been ten to seven Pats. Uh, Mine we're going to talk about three Steelers. Just to, just to throw it out there on the airways, it was thirteen to three Steelers. So the Patriots have already doubled what I thought, and then some. So like they're they're killing it right now. 
I didn't know. I didn't think they could put up a touchdown again. I really didn't. <laughs> I will be really interested to see. I mean, the NFL kills everybody in ratings, including just whatever's on TV in general. But I, I want to know what sickos are actually out there, like in favor of Steelers versus Pats versus an in-season semifinal. Because I get it; it's still the regular season at the end of the day. This one's more officially a with tournament LeBron. With, with the, yeah, with LeBron. The, this is more official tournament. I don't want to diminish it after I've been talking about it. The quarterfinals were more like a regular season game. This is more like a tournament setting with the isolated yeah. gym and everything. Yeah, it, no home court, whatever. Mm-hmm. But man, if this real if this game of all games outrates the in season tournament, I know it's not Lakers versus like a name team, like a like a mainstream team, like the Suns. It's still Zion. But it's still Zion. It's but still Zion. more importantly, who the fuck is watching Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky? That is some sicko shit. I'm not even watching it, and I'm a Patriots fan. Again, I'm gonna tune in after I leave here, but I haven't seen one I have second it on, of the game since we've I have been a here. about eighteen inch screen iPad that it's playing on right now. I have the television on the actual game, so the second like I'm gonna watch the television. This is just a let me look to see if the scores change. Okay, I'm back to doing what I actually care about, which is this podcast. Cool. Let because, me because yeah. Let me be clear. If if we weren't recording, the game would be on, but I would be would more focused on my no. <laughs> I would be more focused on my phone <laughs> or whatever else. You'd be was caring going about on. Twitter. Like, like I would Twitter be, would care. I would, <laughs> like about what, what happened. I would be I don't know, I'd be in some way prepping for uh for the for the next game in some way. But mm-hmm. hey, also sidebar, complete sidebar, because you mentioned it last week. Nikki, Nikki Minaj album dropping tonight, Pink Friday too. I guess it's her birthday today too. So interested to hear that. I haven't heard Happy from Nikki in a while. Anika. Happy birthday, Anika. <laughs> So um, uh, Trubisky maybe, threw a pick now. No surprise. And it got returned to the 10. So then there's no flag. So I'm just, so listen, I already might be wrong with my pick this week, but I didn't listen. Zappy might just do enough to win, get the win in Steeler County over Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky. But that's also not a shock to the Patriots have owned the Steelers for my entire life so and it's, it's mitchell <laughs> it's mitchell Trubisky versus the but number one the only thing they can do is run and the pats got the the number one run defense so yeah but we do have a guy named bailey at quarterback so i mean it's not much better but like <laughs> let's move on lab. from let's move on to about an equal equivalent quarterback matchup which is going to be patrick mahomes versus josh allen at no Arrowhead. difference there really it's about no difference you got mitchell trubisky who is basically josh allen and zappy has the live arm of mahomes but it's not a difference um a, and a must win for every team there um but i think it's a one and a half point favor favoring kc right now if i believe if i believe correctly that is roughly around that I think this game is vastly important for both teams. KC's in jeopardy of really losing the one seed for the entire season. If they do that, obviously, again, Mahomes has never played a road playoff game before. He'll be fine. But at least it's just one thing where they're not they're not at home. They're, diff- they're a different routine. They'll be playing on wild card weekend. They'll be playing all throughout the playoffs. So they're not going to get the bye baked in. I just think that this is a very must-win game for KC. And obviously for Buffalo, they want to make the playoffs. This is going to be that. Josh Allen has been electric and phenomenal against the Kansas City Chiefs, especially in Arrowhead over the last two. You had the game, obviously, the playoff game, which was one of the greatest games I've ever seen. And then last year, I think they won 30, 
eight to something. I don't even know. But um, before I give like what I think about the game and who I think is going to win, what do you have your thoughts on the game here? I cannot wait for the game. It's going to be a phenomenal yeah. game. I, I agree. Uh, I'm expecting, I guess, high scoring. I guess high scoring. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to tell. I know the KC, KC had a lot of injuries Sunday night, especially in their secondary uh, versus the Packers. Yep. Last we saw the Bills, they're shooting out the Eagles. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Chiefs can't really get it going. So, I mean, this is a perfect spot for the Bills. You, I mean, you got them and the Cowboys back-to-back, and you got the Cowboys at home. It was going to be a tough game already, but a winnable game. And now you got injuries in the secondary, which the Bills have been banged up on defense all season. This is an even game to me, an exactly even game. And if you're asking me just right now, records aside, Everything aside, who's the better team right now? I might take the Bills. I might just take the Bills. And you give Mahomes that advantage at home? Yeah, you do. But, man, they cannot score. Like, they struggle to score. I mean, it's not like the Pats and the Steelers cannot score, but for what we're used to with the Chiefs, yeah, they can't score compared to years past. And the Bills, they're at least having no problem scoring. With them, it's the play calling. With them, it's can the defense get a stop. We know they can turn you over. Uh, The Chiefs couldn't even get turnovers last week. Not saying they can't turn you over, but I think there's a lot of advantages to the Bills for the Bills in this game going to KC. It's going to be tough, but hey, they already almost won there the 13 second game. I mean, they're not afraid. They've never really actually done it. Uh, I don't believe so anyway. But they've they've won twice in the regular season in Arrowhead. They've lost mm. twice in the playoffs. And Josh Allen, I think, so is a career two and two or three and two, two and three, one of those two. But they have the last two games they've played in Arrowhead, I think he've lost or regular season one and lost. But anyways, regular season two and oh playoffs, oh and two. There you um, go. I mean, look, I Mahomes has yet to play a like holy shit. That's why he's Patrick motherfucking Mahomes. Like he hasn't played that game yet. Uh he's played not, the first half, and that was against the Chargers where he threw for nearly like three hundo. Sure. But, like that like for, again again a first half it hasn't been wire to wire one of those games the same way I feel about the Eagles how they've been obviously really good but the Eagles to me haven't had a wire to wire win where I'm like that's the 49ers over the Cowboys or that's the Ravens over the Lions or that's the whatever like whatever teams you want to go through even Bills over the Dolphins like that kind of they haven't had that kind of win this season but Mahomes hasn't had that kind of game yet and I'm going to allude to it now, obviously, because it's fine. We're going through the weekend. I actually do have the Bills winning this game. I think I really have faith in Josh Allen, Hunter Henry touchdown. My goodness. What is, who is this Patriots team? Is that Bailey Zapier, Tom Brady at home? Um, but I got, I have Josh Allen going out there and playing one of his best games of the season. He, he gets up for these chief games. Like the the entire Bills organization gets up for these Chief games in a different kind of way every time. So they're gonna get the best. They're gonna get the best of the Bills. The Chiefs will. And again, as you've been saying, they haven't been able to manufacture points. If there's a moment where they're gonna need to, it's this game. So maybe the championship pedigree of that team will be able to kind of muster up some points. Andy Reid will be able to make great play calls. But I'm not gonna put my faith into it. Isaiah Pacheco hasn't ran. Has in practice all week. He has a shoulder injury. If he's out, he's been the best offensive player outside of obviously Patrick Mahomes. But like he has been like their best offensive player, better than Kelsey, better than whatever receiver. If he's out, I don't I don't like their chances really 
And especially because it's a very, very desperate Bills team off of a bye. Sean McDermott six and zero off of a bye as a Bill as well. Like all everything right now reads Buffalo win. So if KC does get the W here, I'm giving a massive credit for it because they're in an inopportune situation, in my opinion, other than being at home, and they still got the W. But I'm going with the Bills. I would say this game probably. I do think the Chiefs will score. I think it'll be like thirty. 128 something like that i think it's gonna be another kind of barn burner type style game two things one i agree with you um i'll say this pacheco plays i'll have the bills 27 24 pacheco doesn't play i'd have it more something like 31 22 something like that like i think the bills would would run away with it keen the more you keep talking about the eagles the more i'm like i still don't understand why you picked the eagles Last week, you keep making the same case. I'm like, it was right there for you. But that's neither here nor there. You you seem like you wanted it, but you're making all the points. Why the Eagles last week, which, by the way, will kind of give credence to this week if you want to transition right into Cowboys Eagles. Because I think we kind of said what we want to say about Bills, Bills Chiefs. I mean, we're both on the Bills. I agree with you completely. Regardless of who wins, I don't think there's any way it's a bad game. I think we're going to get these two quarterbacks seem to bring out the best in each other. But if They've you want to never played a bad game, in my opinion, against no, each other, even like the regular, even the regular season games that the bills have kind of won by a little bit more than the chiefs have. Like they just never played a bad game. And I don't assume that to continue, but yeah, we can go right into the uh, Eagles going to Dallas and going to Jerry world. And okay. So, and you're right. It makes sense as to why I am. I understand why you don't understand why I picked the Eagles. Why I picked the 49ers last week. And to me, it was more so a, I just didn't see them losing back to back games. And I thought they were losing this game about two weeks ago. I had this game already kind of baked in They're The same reason why you felt the 49ers were going to win last week are the same reasons why the Chiefs, uh, the, the Cowboys should win this week. More rest better they have a passing attack that absolutely can shred the um can absolutely shred the eagle secondary Dak has like i think 18 touchdowns to two picks at home this season like he's been phenomenal at home they're averaging a close to about like 35 ish points plus maybe even a game Dak against sirianni has been legitimately lights out he's been all-time great honestly against Sirianni I don't think that I think that continues CD's gonna have a big game Brandon Cooks is gonna have a big game it's the team the only difference is the Eagles are gonna be a little bit more they can't afford a loss as much as they did last week they had games in the loss column against the 49ers this week they lose they're the two seed unless the 49ers for some reason lose to the Seahawks which I don't foresee happening but I do have Dallas in this game. I have this game 28 to 24 Dallas. I'm leaning. I'm leaning that way. Uh, I would have a tough time seeing like if Dallas got to 28, that the Eagles get to even 27 or over 25. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just again, just due to their schedule. But at the same time, it's still the Cowboys. I mean, the Seahawks scored on them. If the Eagles can control the clock like they often want to, uh, then they could absolutely take the air out of the building. Uh, thing is, Dallas's defense is athletic enough and potent enough to stay with them. You know what I mean? They're just as capable of that Seattle game as they are 
not necessarily shutting down the Eagles, but at least making the Eagles uncomfortable and at least getting the stops on third and short. They're at least capable of that, which not every team is capable of doing against the Eagles. So this one's harder for me to cap, honestly. I would lean Cowboys, and I'm still I'm still up in the air about that pick. Um, I do want to say, Keenan, I meant to respond to you in the last segment about this, about the Chiefs. Sure, Mahomes would be fine. Let's say he doesn't get the one seed. Sure, he'll be fine. But it's going to be a lot harder if he doesn't have that first round bye. I mean, uh, just just taking it from the Brady perspective, we rooted for Brady his whole career. If you add, especially in that second run, if you give him first round games instead of, you know, the bye and the home field advantage, those rings might go from six to four in the Patriot era or six to three. It's fair to say mm-hmm. that. It's fair to say that. One so, win got you in a conference championship win, a game at that point. For sure. One win. And, and at home. Because Brady yeah. on the road was a little different. But I hate to admit it. It was just, it, I mean, Peyton got the best of him when he was at home. That's what happened. That Chiefs game was one of, I've never been more nervous game. for a game. But that game, that game. I've <laughs> that never been more great. nervous for a game in my entire life because that was, okay, But this he did Mahomes, win that one. He got you He did win that home. He got, Listen, you, he got you an arrowhead, but it was a little Whenever different. anyone gives them a Holmes goat conversation, all I have to say is that Tom Brady, 2-0 against him in the playoffs with a Super Bowl win. That's all I got to say. That's, I'll never listen to it just because of that now. So or just get six or seven. Get, get to four. <laughs> get to four, and then we can talk. But Yeah. Yeah, like no, I, I, think, I think that's important. I think that's important Sorry. as far as – no, you're good. I think that's important as far as the one seed in the, in the AFC uh, – the Chiefs got to lose this game for them to not get it. And even then, they'll still have a good chance just because their schedule compared to the other competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, which that's another part I'm leaning in this NFC matchup. If the Eagles lose, yeah, it's still not as good. They'll be tied with the Cowboys, but you still almost favor the Eagles given what their last few games are. Uh, they got the Giants. Oh. I think they might have the Giants twice. I could be completely wrong about that. but they Giants have- twice. See, Giants twice, Seahawks, and Cardinals. So... That's three. The, that's for sure three wins. For sure bacon, three wins. Bacon, Seahawks the fact will, that the Cowboys win this game, the Cowboys, one of two ways the Cowboys would be able to overtake the division. The Cowboys would have to run the table, and the Eagles would have to lose one game, or the Cowboys could afford one loss if one of the Eagles' losses came to the Giants because then their division record would be 5-1 and one compared to it being 4-2 and two for the Eagles. Those are the only two ways. And do you, if I don't foresee the Giants beating the Eagles, so the only team that I could see them really losing to would be the Seahawks, and I don't even see that. And Dallas running the table is not likely because they have a hungry Bills, a hungry Bills team after this in Buffalo. Then they have a Dolphins team who's going to be gunning for the one seed after this. That's then they tough. have then they host the Lions. After that, but then they get the commanders. So if they can get through that unscathed, by the way, they could go four and zero. If they go four and zero, then we definitely they deserve every contender talk they're they're getting right now. They deserve all that. I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. Uh, but or, they, where is that? The table for... Two questions: Where's the Seahawks Eagles game? Uh, okay. And then where's the Cowboys Dolphins game? Cowboys Dolphins game is in Miami. The Ooh. Eagles game, the Eagles travel to uh, Seattle next week. Those are two losable games for both of them. If the and that's Eagles, a Monday night game. If the Eagles the were to Seattle lose tonight, or sorry, if the Eagles were to lose Sunday, it'd be very hard to see them dropping three in a row. 
So, man, it almost seems like if they won tonight that they could very well lose. Just because Seattle's such a tough place to play. And I really like how Seattle responds in in must-win situations. Look at the yeah. uh, the Dallas game. Yeah, they lost, but they went toe-to-toe with them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Eagles, as much as I love them, as much as they were my preseason Super Bowl pick, and I'm, as of right now, sticking by that. And I think the Niners are the better team right now, but... I mean, they just seem to lack the physicality of last year. Like, they could just overwhelm you physically, offensive and defensively. And they still kind of do it offensively, but not as much. Not as much the last three or four weeks. The last month, I would say. Um, they don't have the – they don't seem to have the ability to explode offensively the way they used to be. That's one. Two, they have a little bit more injuries up front. And because of that, they didn't really have a great passing def- pass defense last year. But you got away with that because the front seven was so dynamic that they got after the quarterback. Don't get me wrong, Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, uh, picking up Jalen Carter in the draft. They're going to get after the quarterback. It's just not at the same capacity, which is allowing things like the 49ers game to happen. Obviously, the first two drives, you saw they were getting to Brock Purdy, made it tough, threw off the timing. Once they started to block him, it was good night. And the same, I mean, you saw that even when Dallas played them, the first time when Dallas uh, lost to them, Dak still carved them up. It's just the fact that it came to the end of the game and they were a couple yards short on a couple different plays. But so I think that this Eagles team is very good, but it's not the same. And obviously their coaching staff last year too added along with that team. Like last year, looking back might be their best chance to win one. And obviously we don't know because going forward, like within like this kind of, era of this team just because this team's getting older like last year everything came together they very easy schedule they didn't have because obviously they didn't win the division the year prior plus the great coaching staff plus everything that came together and obviously it came down to that controversial call lost to the Chiefs so we'll see obviously they can win one Jalen can win one at some point but with this iteration Jason Kelsey Lane Johnson on the front line and everything else Sure. I mean, it might be their best chance. You're correct about that. I would give them at least, what, two more seasons maybe under this window if her oh, stays yeah. healthy. If her stays oh, yeah. healthy. It seems like the NFL flows in four years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, you almost expect that pass rush to get better in the playoffs. Kind of like the analogy to make it, you know, with LeBron and AD, you like them in a seven-game series versus, you know, just a game in – February mm-hmm. or whatever like that, right? So that's oh, kind of yeah. that's kind of how I view the Eagles' pass rush is maybe they can summon it more in the postseason. But then again, we'll see. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of come and gone. Uh, it's so, going to come down to the Eagles' offense too. Uh, sure. The Eagles can if you can limit Fletcher Cox in that um, defense fifty five ish snaps, then you're going to have a good chance when they get to the seventy because they're on the field so much then that's when it could get a little bit dicey for them. I mean, that, you can say that about a lot of teams, but some of the younger teams can kind of withstand that a little bit better than what I feel this Eagles team can. So it's going to come down to converting third downs, getting it third and manageable for the tush push for whatever uh, Jalen Hurts making plays when they need to. So it's going to, I'm really excited to see their playoff run, but obviously it comes down to this. We're talking this week. I do have the, I do have Dallas winning this game. I think I said 28, 24, and it's going to be around that. I'll say Dallas 25-24. I kind of feel like you. I hate picking against the Eagles because it's like, come on, it's the Eagles. They, in general, are the better team against Dallas. But it is Dallas at home where it seems like they're a different team. Uh, 
if any game down the stretch here, like that Niners game was very early the season. The Niners smacked them up. Uh, if any game out of all these games, and I know they have the Lions left, which I believe is Cowboys mm-hmm. at home. Uh, this is this is damn near a Super Bowl for them. Not literally, but this is the biggest game of the rest of their season, I think. Lions game included. Uh, especially with it being yeah, a divisional well, matchup. Their arrival, of course, is their biggest game. So they should win this game. tough games, but the biggest game for sure. Yeah, so obviously because they have the Bills, the Dolphins, then the Lions. So like you still have tough games there for sure. Mm-hmm. No, none of those teams are easy, but this is the Eagles. This is your division rival. This is they already beat you once. This is gonna give you the line, best line for the one or the two or maybe even a three seed, depending. If you lose this game, you damn near could almost rest everybody for the remainder of the season because you're baked into the five. Like there's no Eagles, way that the, if the Eagles get the two. They probably get the Cowboys, right, in the second round. That's the second round matchup we're looking. Maybe, yeah. Just off I the mean, top. Cause, so because, in that case, you really want to win this game just in case that – because I, actually, I believe wait, no. it'll – No, probably not because I don't see the Lions losing in the first well, round. all depends. In general, it could hypothetically happen, though. It, it, hypothetically, it could happen round. at some point. Yeah, but like I don't see the Lions losing, so then it'd be the two playing the three, and then since Dallas is the five, it'd be the one playing the five, which would be the 49ers playing the Cowboys in San Fran, and then it'd be the Lions heading to Philly. Or maybe Philly heading to the Lions, depending on how they end their season. Or for some reason, if the 49ers fall and the Lions are able to beat the Cowboys... And they run the table because they've got Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings, which if they beat the Cowboys, you could. I'm not going to say with how they've been playing, but they could. 14-3, and three, they might be able to get the one seed somehow still and make it semi-interesting. But again, that'd probably be either Dallas or the 49ers or Philly, one of the three teams heading into Detroit, which All right. I'd love to see for them. Point, love to see point I'm trying to make would be, I'm going to guess, this is my hypothetical, I'm going to guess Niners get the one seed, Philly gets the two, Cowboys get the five, right? That's probably yes. the most likely. And then the Lions, uh, yes. and I'll say regardless, regardless of what the first round matchups are, just give me those three. I'm going to bet all three of those are going to be playing in the second round. Of course, the one with the bye will be. But I'm going to guess the Eagles and the Cowboys advance in this scenario. Uh, yes. And whoever the Lions play, I believe, will be a live dog just because of that defense. So those three for sure. If you're telling me there's a chance that the Eagles and Cowboys, like a 50-50 chance they could play on a divisional weekend, then they absolutely have to win this game for their confidence. Uh, even though it's tougher to, be, to beat that division opponent a third time. I mean, we saw the Bengals and Ravens last year without Lamar. That game was a yep. struggle for the Bengals. So maybe it doesn't even matter. But you'd think for their confidence that they'd like to win this game. They have every reason to be favored in this game, just given what the Eagles have been the last few weeks, just given their schedule. So, yeah, I'll roll with you on that. I'll roll with the Cowboys, and I'll roll with the Bills. And uh, I love it. I mean, it's weird. We got – this is a very weird week, Keenan, because we got two Monday night games. We've got that very good divisional Sunday night game. We've got Casey at 4 o'clock. And then our best game out of the one o'clock window is probably Ravens Rams. If I like probably. And it's yeah, like and just one thing. of those weird matchups, you know, that's like it could be good, it could be trash. Wow. Sorry. Happened? Bailey Zappy just threw another dime 
to uh, Hunter Henry, and it was a like a legitimate dime. <laughs> we're twenty one to we're twenty one to three. Oh wow. boy! Oh golly! That was a dime. So when you see that third touchdown, that was a dime. But anyways, yes, wow. you're a hundred. <laughs> hundred percent right um i don't th- i'm not sure how much of a game that rams ravens game is going to be on one hand you have a rams team who is playing well right now and, and playing for playoffs other- and playing for the playoffs on the other hand you have a ravens team who is i believe 17 in like one in lamar's career against teams coming from the west coast to the east coast and against i think he's like 17 and one against nfc teams even just all that and Lamar is like 37 touchdowns to like six picks against. Like it's an incredible, like he is not beatable against these teams. It's pretty much because I think teams don't know how to prepare speed wise for him. He's just like, obviously a different kind of animal. You can't, you can't simulate what he is. It's what yeah. I would think. But so I don't see the Rams winning it, but obviously could they cover That's That's the more so the interesting aspect of me, but you never know. You really never know. Maybe the Rams pull out a W and then we have more questions than we thought about the Ravens or than I thought. Yeah, it's hard to tell. The Ravens in general make you feel okay against the better teams in the league. And the Rams are a better team, not an elite team, but they're one of the better teams. They're fighting for a playoff spot. Um, West Coast teams playing at one on the East Coast is definitely an advantage for the East Coast teams. That's a real thing. Uh, you factor that in, but then you factor that the Rams need this game. They need every game down the stretch. It's really hard. Like you, I might mm-hmm. think that this would be a closer game, closer than seven, because I think the line seven at least was the last time I looked. And Mahomes and Lamar, they don't really cover big favorites or a touchdown or more favorites. They don't cover those as much as they cover the short favorites. But again, he's got that record against a West Coast team, and the Rams are good, but they're not great. They'll randomly summon up defense. It's weird. They can... They can either it's either a track meet against them, it seems like, or it's an ugly ass game. It seems like the Rams have no in between when it comes to that. So it's really weird matchup. Again, I'm I'm with you. I favor the Lamar and the Ravens, uh, and they're coming off a bye as well. So Lamar better be yeah. ready to go for my fantasy team purposes. This is a big week in our league. So by the way, Keenan, I'm gonna definitely come in last in my third league in my super flex league. Mm-hmm. And I like, I've told you this, I love my roster in that league. And I'm going to come in like for sure ninth or 10th, but everyone ahead of me is only like a game ahead. So maybe I'll yeah. somehow end up in the playoffs. I doubt it, <laughs> but I could end up anywhere between 10 or six by the end of this week. And then uh, my big money league, that's like a, I'm rising. I'm up at five. My team's getting healthy. The Patriots are apparently doing work for me right now on the defensive side of the ball. So they I might are. get a I might get a head start. And who knows? Maybe I'll end up being like the three seed going into going into the postseason. But our league, it's it's shaky. Our league's been shaky as far as uh our, basically everyone outside of Camden and Ira, it seems like. And one of the yeah, ways. And Joey. Right? Yeah. Joey. Joey has been arguably the best. I mean, Joey's probably been the best team in the league. Like our league has been super tough. My other work, my uh, Dick Sporting Goods work league. Yeah, we've been been killing it there. I got blown out last week, but I am nine and four tied for the best record in the best record in the league. So we're good there. Uh, the And the thing about me is I've made tough trades, but I had I've had Justin Jefferson on ice this entire run. We get Justin Jefferson back for the playoff run. 
It's a new game. We're fine. New I game. was going to say, because Tony Pollard's finally become a human again, so he's he's rolling around. We got Jalen Hurts at QB. We uh, have Zach Moss, so obviously while um, uh, Jonathan Taylor's out, we have him, plus Javante Williams and DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Walker. Our running backs are insane. I've been trying to pair – I tried to pair two of them for, like, a nice wide receiver, but just my league's just so stingy. I Sometimes you get fantasy. that. Stingy I know leagues. fantasy trades. I I hate I hate leagues that are stingy. Can't do it. I need I need movement. I need movement. But it is what it is. Hey, the second semifinal is about to start. Uh, let's solidify these picks again. You got twenty eight twenty four Dallas over the Eagles. Is that correct? Twenty eight twenty four Dallas over the Eagles. I got thirty one twenty eight Buffalo over KC. The rest of the picks we will put out on the graphic as we do every single week. I'm gonna stick with twenty five twenty four. Actually, give me twenty five twenty two Dallas, mm-hmm. and give me give me. I'm gonna give you twenty two in both. Give me twenty nine twenty two Bills of Buffalo. Okay in that game now okay catch me and keenan on the live take app follow us on instagram tiktok youtube the warner brothers podcast catch me and keenan post game or maybe pre-game we'll figure it out pre-game or post game of the uh in-season tournament we'll do one of those the champ yeah um also just want to ask real quick before we sign off uh we didn't predict this game exactly but do you have lakers or pelicans tonight gotta go with the lakers i got i got LeBron got the in Lakers. A, LeBron in a tournament situation, you give him, you give him the uh, the advantage. But it's so early, and the Lakers are much like the Bucks, where they just haven't figured everything out yet. Um, but also, like I said last week, it's essentially a home game for the Lakers. Unlike the first mm-hmm. game, you're gonna get <laughs> it's gonna be Lakers strong in there, so it's gonna be a home game. So yeah, when it's two minutes left and it's a one possession, two possession game. That defense is going to feel a little different in that arena than it did that first game where it seemed maybe more March Madness-esque where it's a little more neutral. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Lakers strong in there. If this was you know, as neutral or at a more neutral site than Vegas, I'd give the Pelicans a little more of an edge, actually. I think the mm-hmm. Pelicans know who they are a little more than the Lakers right now. But Lakers at essentially a home game in the playoffs in an in a in-season tournament at the yeah. uh, NBA Christmas tournament, Got to give it to LeBron and AD. I got to. I got. I got I to point yeah. out two things. I'm a bit of a fake fan. I'm a bit of a fake fan, or I felt like a fake fan because I came on here and said CJ was injured, and then I go and CJ CJ McCollum's playing. I'm like, I didn't even know he was back. And I think we got on. A, we got on AD a little bit. We're right and wrong though. We're right to hold AD in a standard that's below Jokic and Embiid and those type of bigs. Outside of that, though, he's been playing really well. I went and looked at his stats. Oh, he's been he's and leading been playing into the, well. Leading but... into the last game, I'm like, okay, he's he's still playing defense and rebounding the way he should, and even scoring. Like he was scoring. I was at more least so talking on 24. a playoff level of like the consistency because last year at this time he was arguably the best player in the league over like a stretch. Like sure. at literally this time last year, it's more so can you consistently play in the playoffs? But. Uh, last thing I really want to say because it's a really about to tip off in about thirty seconds here. Good timing. I've got I've got the Lakers over the Pelicans in this game, probably by like four or six. I think it's going to be close. And then I do have the Pacers over the Lakers. I do have the Pacers winning it. I have Tyrese Halliburton having a signature play of his young career against LeBron. Wow, Whatever it is, I don't know yet, but it's going to be a signature play where it might be like a 
in and out crossover shake late fourth quarter on him or like a drive by whatever it is it's a signature play on lebron james in a win that is that this was the warner brothers podcast catch us on live take us cost no, either wait, pre wait, or post game out, oh wow out, whoa. i'm out. also gonna try to drop a mic and leave <laughs> i can't believe i went this far without bringing this up it would be tough for a lebron to uh beat Halliburton, or sorry, it'd be tough for Halliburton and the Pacers to beat LeBron and the Lakers if they're going to get the type of whistle they got the other night. I'm not even talking about the fouls or anything like that, like people usually want to bring up. I'm talking about that weak-ass timeout call on a loose ball. <laughs> we're we're up here talking about last time specifically, we talked about how good and the NBA LeBron refs are in a tournament game. situation. Sorry. Go on. That's all right. Keep going. We talk about how good the refs are in a tournament situation. You're telling me the ref didn't see the ball rolling on the ground and he gave LeBron that timeout. That was terrible. That that, was that made terrible. me mad. That pissed me off because, especially because I was a live ball. I don't know if the Suns. It looked like Grayson Allen would have gotten it. He was trending mm-hmm. out of bounds, like he was almost out of bounds. So who knows? But you award them the timeout. If the Lakers are going to get that type of whistle, I mean, let's be honest. Who does the league want to win? If it's hypothetically Lakers Pacers, come on, we know the answer to that. But hey, I mean, Pacers will hey, be a live dog. Didn't the Pacers get one in two thousand? What do you mean? Did the Pacers get one game against the Lakers in 2000? Oh, they got two games, but I'm saying, I oh, mean, in a one-game situation, LeBron or Halliburton, who they want to win? They want LeBron to win. Oh, no, of but, course. I was being stupid. But, I was being stupid because that was the last time the Lakers and Pacers have obviously played in a meaningful game. For sure. So, for sure. So that's what, that's, what I was, that's what I was bringing up. Um, I do also, th- Reggie on the cast, I know we were trying to sign off to watch this game. It's 5 nothing Lakers, but like Reggie on the cast shout out. for ESPN. Did you see that? He was. I didn't even... I didn't even I think realize just, that. I think it was like a guest, like a f- guest fill in because like he. But he's hired by TNT, so I wonder. Yes. That's really I, because weird. I, I'm I don't be- think he. I don't think he like cross. I think it was just like a crossover. Like he was a guest because the way they were speaking about it afterwards was like, "Hey, it was really good for you to be coming, like for you to be over here as a guest. Like great, Doris. It was work great working with you, Mike Breen as well. I actually liked him on ESPN with Doris and with Mike. I think he kind of fit in there. I, he did really well I, with Doris. Like I didn't even it didn't even occur to me. Like and I know like he's TNT, but like it didn't even occur to me until you said it. You're right. Uh, yeah, I, they did fit really well together. I liked Reggie I almost kinda, a little like, better I, with Breen and Doris. Maybe just because we're not used to hearing it. Uh, I think Reggie gets a lot of flack, but I also think there's times where he deserves it. I think there's times where Reggie's like more excited than the person he's calling the game with. But overall, Reggie's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. Reggie's well, better and kids, than and much. You can't outdo. I mean, I mean, actually, I can't say that. I was like, you can't outdo Mike Breen, but it's really hard to outdo Kevin Harlan too. So like, Kevin Harlan's great. <laughs> like, Kevin, I was just Kevin like, Harlan's Kevin Harlan's great. great. But I think that Reggie in like a in a dual box. So like, if you were to have Reggie, say Candice, and then um, Kevin Harlan, I think. I think that with him might be better just because it doesn't have him talking as much. So like his point maybe they're crossing go, over in this game too in the in the I, in the TNT game. We'll see because um, we're about to tune in. <laughs> well, all right, we're gonna do our third sign off here. Again, catch us on Live Take Saturday, pregame or postgame, maybe both. We'll figure it out. We'll but figure it out. download the Live Take app. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, yep. and Twitter if you want to do that too. If you're nasty, either way. <laughs> this was Kyle and Keenan the Warner Brothers podcast. We'll see you later, y'all.